Warning, typical to the nature of the show, our opinions and views may contrast sharply with some commonly held beliefs and thoughts on spiritual concepts. Be prepared to be triggered if the subject matter is a sensitive topic for you. We are here to dig into the shadows, and this can be highly uncomfortable at times. This episode may contain curse words. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to the Embracing Contrast podcast with your hosts, Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. Today, we're going to talk about the idea of fate or something being meant to be, fate, all of that. So hello, Natalie. Hey, Jackie. How's it going? It's pretty good. I'm interested to talk about fate. Uh, my perception of fate has changed a lot over the years. So it, it'll be interesting to have this conversation. And this was a topic that you had chosen. So let's let's see, you know, what, what are your thoughts on, on fate and the idea of meant to be? Yeah, well, it's, it's an interesting one. I've sort of always grappled with it in my mind. Um, because in the spiritual concepts that I learned that I was raised within, you know, it's maybe not so like, I mean, I guess fate and meant to be is kind of the same thing. Like, you know, fate just means meant to be in a way. Um, But it was always like, you know, it wasn't necessarily with the term fate. It was more like, oh yeah, it's meant to be, you know, and we see that a lot in the spiritual community. Oh, if it's meant to be, or, oh, it just wasn't meant to be or something like that and that that was something that was really big or you know that that was really common in my family oh you know if it's meant to be it will be oh it's not meant to be you know that that was a big explanation and it's it it makes sense you know it's sort of the self-soothing thing where you make yourself feel better about things not working out or it helps to even keep you from feeling much resistance about what's happening in your life so i i do kind of get where we sort of come up with it but anyway um and and then if you think about the christians you know the christian religion and they do talk about fate you know and god deciding and you know meant to be so I did, you know, think think a lot about that when I was younger, sort of trying to understand what I thought of it. And well, it's it, it was interesting because I came to this feeling of like, well, you know, because because then there's also also there's free will, you know, like where does that come into it? Um, I believed in free will as well, although I did also believe in meant to be. So when I um, when I thought of it. It was like, actually, let's back up a little bit. Let's not go there just yet. Um, So anyway, then also another thing that we talk about in the spiritual community is soul contracts, which pretty much fall into this idea of fate where we have decided that we don't believe that a, a God outside of us is creating deciding our fate, deciding what we're going to experience and go through. We've rejected that aspect of Christian fate. Um, But then we still hold on to this thought that things are meant to be. So then we use soul contracts to sort of explain why it's meant to be. 
Um, and we put it all, you know, oh, in our in between life before we came into this into this incarnation, we decided what we were going to go through. And we have these contracts and we have these things. So, you know, that would be things were meant to be. And I, I don't really think that I believe in that anymore. We did at some point. And, you know, to some extent, I, I do believe that there's some, some validity to the concept of ties that bind us to each other. But I don't think of it in terms of a contract. I think it's more energetic, you know, like, um, like a tie, like a hook, you know, you kind of hook into each other with these certain energies and you are bound to have certain experiences because of this energetic thing that ties you together. But it's not, I mean, it's, I don't know. Um, there's, there's a lot more, I see at this point in time, a lot more free will than I do in predetermined anything. Um, so that's a little bit of the background of what I used to see of it um, and where I come from in terms of how I under used to understand it. My grandfather was really big talking about it. He'd be like, one of the things he'd say, he's like, yeah, I, I am never going to win the lottery because if I did, I would give the money away to other people and that would interfere with their fate therefore it's never meant to be for me to win the lottery is and, and he used to say that so much and there, i don't know there's like it always was like oh well that's there, there's lots of interesting things in there but it was just like you know it kind of made me think like but you know what if you win it and you give it to them isn't it meant to be anyway like if you look at it in that concept anyway <laughs> just um always made me think so what about you jackie how do you see it used to see it <laughs> That's interesting. I, I used to see it very similar. Like if something bad specifically would happen in my life, uh, I would be like, oh, just meant to be just another lesson, just another thing. Or, you know, if, if something good happened, I, I, I struggled almost to believe that it was like meant to be. But then then you would have other people saying it was just meant to be. It's a good thing, blah, 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 you know. And I, I never really believed that. <laughs> below the surface I didn't like on the surface yeah it made sense I could make it make sense conceptually but below that I didn't really see it that way I, I kind of had a, a deeper understanding that no probably my choice <laughs> got got this doesn't mean it was meant to be I just made a choice and I had a consequence and then that consequence did this you know but at surface level Sure, I, I wanted to believe that things were, were already determined and I didn't have any control or access to, you know, anything that I wanted. It was just all there for me. And you spoke to soul contracts, which is interesting, which is something that in concept I wanted to believe. But again, I never did because it's, it made sense to me conceptually. But below the surface, my actual feeling was, nah, I, I don't actually think that's a thing. And now I, I sort of understand it deeper because of my own experience, which is I started to attract people into my experience that served the, the unconscious, you know, part of me that I was rejecting. And that's what it was. It wasn't a matter of, you know, I, I'm, you could believe that, I guess, if, if you want to, you know, go there with, with your mind. But 
it, it didn't serve me to just create this, this concept, this story around attracting someone based on a soul contract, predetermined, I'm going to meet this person. It didn't make sense. But yet there I was doing it. I was attracting the people, experiences into my life that were quote unquote lessons in some way of, of a deeper understanding of myself. So, I mean, both could be true and or neither, <laughs> but it, it's really like when we take that accountability for ourselves, we can really start to see where, you know, th these things either are predetermined or are not. I don't think anything is. And I think that's where we're getting to in, <laughs> in this episode is, you know, that idea. So let's talk about that. So, so then, right. You know, I totally agree. And it, we, we attract things into our lives from certain places and we don't realize it because we're coming from the unconscious, the, the deep, you know, level of the sea where we can't see it, you know, so we, we don't realize how we've attracted it. And so we try to explain it by thinking, oh, it was meant to be oh, soul contract, la, 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 whatever. Now, now, I started to say before, when I was younger, I started to come up with what an explanation or, you know, a, a way to make sense of it for myself of what I thought of fate. Because I did, you know, in observing myself and my life, and that's kind of how I come up with a lot of what I believe in. I take these things that I believe and I observe it within my life and within my feelings and all that stuff. So in looking at fate and meant to be, it kind of started to seem like, well, you know, it, there's, you have choices, but then sometimes you don't, it just happens, you know? But why? And, I, and me with my metaphors, always, you know, all my life, always coming up with my metaphors. And it was like, oh, it's like a path, you know, where I start on this path and I'm walking like in, in life, you know, life is the path is this, like, you know, this place that you're walking through and, and you're going on these paths. And then you come to like a fork in the road where you could go one way, you could go the other way and you make that choice. And then or maybe there's more than two. There could be three, four. Who knows? There's there's different paths you could take. So you choose a path. There's your free will. And then on that path that you're going, something happens. Well, there's the meant to be. It wouldn't have happened if you chose a different path. Other things would have happened if you chose a different path. So there's like this interplay of free will and meant to be. Now, the way that I also saw it was sometimes maybe there could be events, there could be things that you do need to experience in this lifetime. And maybe there are certain events that all paths converge to later on, because I do believe that we come to this life to experience certain lessons. So maybe there are some things that we have chosen beforehand because I do believe that we choose what comes to us in our lives although maybe in not it like you know in a way that we is a little different than how we think of like you know choosing a school curriculum but that's a good analogy you know you're like oh okay I want to take this class so I do believe that 
that is possible. So, you know, maybe in some ways there's some things that all paths are going to converge on. doesn't matter what you choose. Now there could be some things that some paths will converge on. So maybe like you had three choice, uh, three choices at one point and two of them are going to converge on something and the third one doesn't. So if you chose the third one, that one thing wouldn't happen. But if you chose one of these two, that certain thing would happen. So, you know, kind of like thinking of this, this um, mesh of paths in life. And, and I actually wrote a blog post about this, talking about these things. And I have a little picture of it where you can see my, my visualization. I drew it so that, you know, it could be easier to see of, you know, that the concept that I had of this idea of life as a series of choices and occurrences that happen based upon the choices that we have made. So, you know, it's, it's sort of the same idea as thinking that you attract things based on your unconscious. Those are kind of like, you know, and, and so, okay. So, so recently I did revisit this idea because of this, uh, um, of my concept of the unconscious, doing shadow work, all that stuff, it does play into it. So the, the path metaphor is a good one. I like it, but I felt like I could expand upon it. So what came, what the way I thought of it was like a spaceship. You're in the spaceship and you can consciously pilot it or you can put it on autopilot. And if you choose a tra trajectory, you put it on autopilot and then you completely disregard it and it just keeps going in that one line. Now you will eventually come to maybe you come across planets whose gravitational pull could bring you into it. And depending on how long it takes you to realize it, maybe you won't be able to pull yourself out of it and you're helplessly pulled down into the atmosphere of the planet. Now, what well, uh, you know, and, and thinking in terms of science, as we know, some planets could have a stronger gravitational force than others. So you could get closer to some without realizing it and still get away. Whereas others, there's like a point of no return that is farther away. So you would need to like, you might not notice it in time if you're not there paying attention, if you have your ship on autopilot, you know, you could be asleep and then you're only going to be woken up once the alarms are flashing and like, it's like, oh crap, it's way too late, you know, and there you go crashing into the sun. Oops. <laughs> you know, um, whereas if you're there at the helm, you can see from very far away, like, oh crap, there's the sun. I, I, I need to adjust my trajectory to not be taken into its orbit or to be sucked down into it. Oh, okay. So let me do that. So then, you know, it's sort of a similar idea to the paths, but it's like the more you're there paying attention to see what's coming, the more control you have over what happens to you. So, to, so this was my modified thoughts on fate. You know, you could say it's meant to be because you got into the, uh, you got past that point of no return. And once you do, it is meant to be, you kind of can't, like it's, it's going to happen whether you do anything or not. Like think of a black hole. Like if you're not paying attention, 
you, you gotta, you know, you have a certain space from there, but it's like, you're done. <laughs> you know, you really want to be paying attention. Um, so, you know, that, that would be those, you know, the bigger events that maybe the paths, you know, you take will not let you, um, they all converge because, you know, you set in a certain direction and maybe because you made that choice way back there about the direction, you're not going to have a choice. You're not going to be able to get out of the sphere of the, you know, of, of its point of no return. But, uh, so it's all about, it, it still is about choices, but the degree to which you are consciously there, you know, paying attention to what your ship is doing, you know, and shadow work would be the sitting at the helm and paying attention rather than allowing autopilot to take over and you going off and like pretending like you're not even on the ship, you know? <laughs> so the, those are my analogies. Not sure if they make sense to anybody but me, <laughs> but um, what do you think, Jackie? No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. It, it makes sense. I, I've kind of thought of, of shadow work as that that emotional mastery that, that everybody talks about where, you know, you understand yourself and your choices and where they're coming from so deeply that it's easier to navigate the, the next steps and to make those choices when you meet those forks in the road. Because ultimately, that's what we want. That's what we want overall is to be able to make the best choice for ourselves. That's why we seek, you know, tarot readers and guidance, because we want to make the best choice, but we don't necessarily know what that is. And it's only through doing the shadow work that we can ever really find out what that actually is, the best choice for us. Otherwise, we're just on autopilot. <laughs> we're, we're just doing that. We're just continuing to go and hope for the best, really, right? It's funny. I, I see like a, a rocket sometimes going out of control, like, ah, you know, on, on the path. There's no control over, <laughs> over anything. Just happens. And then we call it fate. And then we call it, it's just meant to be. But no, we, we really did have a choice and we made it in, in not going deeper within ourselves and not understanding the, the cause and effect that, that happens when we make a choice or don't make a choice. And, you know, yeah, everything has a consequence, good or bad. It's funny when we think about that, because oftentimes we don't really think of it. If, if it's a good, quote unquote, consequence, we don't necessarily think of it that way. Just like, oh, awesome. This happened and it was awesome. But it was actually a good, quote unquote, consequence of your choice. You made the quote unquote right choice. So your, your path is easier. It's not as heavy, but it's like we focus so much on the wrong choice all the time. It's like, ah, I made the wrong choice and now I'm, I'm facing this consequence. It kind of goes with karma when, when we think of it that way. So it, it's really incredibly interesting how much everything goes back to us <laughs> and our own inner worlds and our own creation and choices and everything being either from a conscious or unconscious place. Even, even when you're doing the shadow work, here, here's the thing, even when we do the shadow work, there's still things that we need to uncover. There's still things in the deep, dark recesses of our minds that, that we need to analyze, we need to understand. So it, it's like, I, I've heard people, I think I've said this on a podcast before, but I've heard people say I'm done my shadow work and I'm always like, but are you still making choices? Because if you are, you're probably not quite done your shadow work <laughs> because the choice 
is how we understand, you know, it's how we go deeper when we're, that's when we're forced with a choice. We can either respond, react, whatever, that's a choice. And if we just react, sometimes we're reacting from an unhealthy space and it's valid, but we're not really validating our feelings. We're just really mad and it comes out. And then there's a response from, from another or even ourselves at this time that's, you know, going to come back to us. So it's interesting. And I, <laughs> I like the adaptability of, of the, the just walking a path to the spaceship. <laughs> it, may, it makes total sense. Like, because even with the water, we had the, the analogy of the boat on top of, you know, the subconscious and then the deeper level. And it's really the same with the path because from the spaceship, you can see it. <laughs> you can see everything on the path if you're paying attention. So, yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, and with with the um, you know, aside like with with the, the the what's the word? There, there's a word I can't remember. You can see everything as long as you're there paying attention. Otherwise, I mean, you like I said, you can put it on autopilot and go somewhere else, do other things on the ship, and then you're dealing with catastrophes you're dealing with crises that's when you go pay attention is when the crisis happens so then you're only taking the helm when the crisis is actually happening um so that yeah you know i like i i adjusted that analogy in my head because it was like well you know like like yeah you know you can only see so far in the path but you can see way much farther if you're at the helm of, of the spaceship you know of course because you know, our lives keep on going, you can't see everything, you can only see so far, you know, but you can see much, can see this vast space. And also, it's a three dimensional space, if you think about it, you can, you know, a path is only the, the two dimensional, but our choices can be so different, you know, and, and my thought of the trajectory, it was exactly that, because there is, you know, some things that we will uh, a trajectory we will take that we may not necessarily know what's going on later on there and maybe it can take us straight into a crisis situation but if you're paying attention most likely you can see far enough that you can avoid the crisis because you'll see it coming whereas if you're not there consciously at the helm and you put it on autopilot and went to sleeping back then you won't you're only going to be back there taking care of it when the crisis comes up and that's the whole thing about doing the inner work the emotional mastery I do like the term emotional mastery because it is about not only dealing with the emotional crises when they become crises when you master your emotions you are aware of it as it's going on with you and you can you can feel it as it's as it's rising up instead of dealing with it when the emotions become so much that they burst forth painfully you know it's like keeping the pipe clean if you allow it to get clogged at one point you're gonna have an issue that's gonna need to be dealt with and being a homeowner that could get expensive <laughs> you know <laughs> Whereas if you just keep them clean, you're not going to have that clog. And then it, you know, you, when you deal with it little by little, things don't, don't 
add up. So that's, that's really the thing. You need to continually be present so that it's not building up in the pipes in the house, in your shadow work, in your emotions, you know, and that's why speaking to also what, you know, you, you brought up about people saying that they're done with their shadow work. There's, there's a certain point where you can be done dealing with um, built up residue from the past. But <laughs> even that, it still can, there, there's, I would, I would always be weary of saying, oh, I'm done even thinking of the residue from the past, because it's incredible how it can get subtler and subtler and subtler on different levels. It's like a spiral. I always see it as a spiral. You know, you, you do the work and you kind of like go real deep and then you come back up and then you go back down. You don't go back down as far as you did before because you don't like you already work through that deeper level, but there's, there's always sort of like coming back and revisiting and going through it on a subtler and subtler subtler oh my god that word feels like it doesn't want to come out of my mouth <laughs> on these more subtle levels okay that's better um and it's it's funny because it's happened to me it's happened to other people that I've worked with where it's like holy crap I saw this already why am I coming back to it but then when you go into it it's like oh because I didn't work on it here oh because it has these other ramifications there Oh, because it affects me in this other way. Oh, because there's more realizations to be had attached to this. Because it's, it's, there's, we are complex. Human beings are complex. Our emotions are complex. So even though, yes, there, I, I will definitely say that there is a certain point that you get to in your shadow work that you break through a ceiling in some way where everything changes where the past no longer affects you in the same way as it did before and it's amazing you know you do get this huge amount of freedom but there is always more work to do even you know like I said with the more subtle aspects of the the crap from the past the gunk from the past but even just because life continues you have new experiences you feel emotions and that's where emotional mastery comes in it's about you being able to experience everything you feel as it comes up you're a human you're gonna feel angry how do you deal with it are you able to healthily pr process it are you able to feel it in a healthy manner and process it in a way that allows it to not get gunked up again you know in what ways, in what subtle ways, in what little crevices is it getting still gunked up and that you need to go in there and, and kind of tweak and figure out, you know, it's, 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 it becomes more detailed, it becomes more subtle, it becomes more nuanced after you get to a certain point. And as you keep on living, you have these new experiences, like I said, and it becomes also about how you are attracting your newer experiences there that is also part of the shadow work what have you not worked on that yeah maybe you you resolved past emotions that were dealing with this but yet how have you not unbent things so that it's still gonna like build up there how can you 
work on things to a point where you don't even have the buildup anymore. You don't need to keep cleaning it, you know? So I, I kind of like got really into talking about this and I totally lost my original point. So, um, so I'm just going to hand it back over to you now. <laughs> I like that. I like that twist we took with emotional mastery because that's really what it is. It's what it is in the end is being so comfortable with, with all of your, your emotions and being able to process them in healthy ways and make those choices to steer your own ship, steer your own, you know, spaceship so that you're, you're making good quote unquote choices for, for you choices that feel good. We talked about good and bad, but <laughs> that's how it's relatable to, to the world is it feels good or it doesn't, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's how you can really navigate, you know, what feels good for you and what doesn't. That's what a lot of the guidance that I just gave uh, not too long ago with a whole bunch of people that I talked to was if it feels good, even even if it's wrong, sometimes if it feels good in the moment. There's probably something to learn there on the other side of that, whether it be, you know, the overall outcome will be good or if, if there's something that, you know, is unconscious, you're going to see it you know, <laughs> beyond that. But it's really a matter of us choosing to see it, a matter of us choosing to, you know, take that accountability for ourself and, and, and our choices. And I find like I find like fate, if we call it fate. We take away some of our accountability for our own choice in that. And that's kind of why it never resonated with me because I understood that on some level I created that. So I needed to access the part of me that did that in some way. And we are complex. So it could be incredibly subtle or it could be smack right in your face. So, and you won't know unless you take that look, unless you go in and, and unravel the, these parts of yourself that just are not seen most of the time. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And actually that, that's, that's a good point. That kind of just was like, oh yes, you know, um, in what you said about fate kind of taking the responsibility away from you, it does. It definitely does. When you try to explain something away like, oh it just wasn't meant to be or oh you know fate whatever you know you don't look deeper into it my grandfather him talking about oh I'm never going to win the lottery because if I do I'm going to give the money away and you know that, that whole thing what really was going on there was his issues with money him feeling guilty for having money for you know uh you know I don't know there's, I don't even, I don't even know the extent to which, you know, his issues were, but he definitely had that. He always felt so guilty about having money when other people around him didn't. So by simply putting this into, oh, well, you know, it's just fate that things happen this way, he wouldn't discover the deeper reasons for, you know, his feelings, for what he was creating from that place, the relationships that this was affecting you know in, in so many ways he also at times would feel used for his money by certain people but yet this guilt that he felt kept him in this 
in this cycle of creating these situations where people were using him for, or, you know, a lot of the times I don't even know that people were actually taking advantage of him, but he would create these situations where he would then feel taken advantage of, but then he would feel guilty about having more money than them. So he would continue to do it, even though it became this like huge ball of like whatever, and he wouldn't see it because he would be holding on to, well, meant to be, meant to be, you know, feet, 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 whatever. Um, so if you acknowledge the fact that you're, it's, it's all about what you're creating, then when you don't get to experience something that you desire, or you end up experiencing something you don't desire, you don't sweep it under the rug saying, ah, it was just meant to be, or it was just not meant to be. It's like, well, how did I, you know, what, what were my choices that led to this? How did I attract this? What was my part in it? Where did, where do I need to do shadow work in order to create different in the future? It's not about blame. And that's the thing that I think people don't realize. Then they get into like, oh, well, victim blaming. It's not about blame. It's just about responsibility. And those are two different things, blame and responsibility. (laughs) And, and, you know, of course, you know, then you have to do the shadow work to get to that point where you can see the difference between blame and responsibility and not look for the bad guy, you know, and and be okay with that, you know, like, I'm not the the hero and the other people aren't the villains and, you know, the whole good and bad thing. Like, that's, that's why we always keep coming back to shadow work, to the emotional mastery aspect of this, to look at your emotions, to, you know, look at what's going on within you, because it, like, it's, Everything we've been talking about in all of these episodes are tied. It's all kind of the same thing in the end, just from a different angle and a different perspective. Um, and it's important. It's it's important to to become aware of it. Self awareness is the key. I always say that, and I will continue to say it is. It is you know being able to hold that space for what you feel is the bottom line for everything everything absolutely and i'm very glad to be able to share this space with you where we can raise this awareness to different perspectives and hopefully see ourselves a little bit in in each episode and where we may need to do a little work so thank you for for doing this podcast with me i was enjoying our our talk about fate yeah thanks If you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to the Embracing Contrast podcast community on Facebook, where we will share even more content, answer questions you may have, and get you up to date on all upcoming workshops and classes hosted by Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Embracing Contrast podcast. Until next time, goodbye.